I'm Nick Forster. This week in E-Town, we're going to go back into the archives and feature a show that really presents one of our absolute favorite artists, American musical legend, and much, much more. And that show starts right now. Coming to you this week from Fort Collins, Colorado, it's E-Town on the road with this week's guests. From Nashville, Tennessee, BR549 frontman Chuck Mead and the world-famous coal miner's daughter, Loretta Lynn. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, please join me in welcoming Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town, where we get together every week, listen to some live music, talk about the world around us, once again from the Lincoln Center up here in Fort Collins, fast becoming our home away from home. Lovely spot up here, Fort Collins, Colorado. So for many years, we have been blurring the lines between all kinds of music, finding things in common even when they are not all that obvious. And what I realized lately is that whether it's African music or Irish music or blues or bluegrass or reggae or rock and roll, if it's tied to some kind of tradition, it's country music. It's honest, it's down to earth, it's heartfelt, whatever kind of music it is, it's really, at essence, it's a kind of country music, which leads us to our first guest this week. She's got a life story that I don't need to tell you because you all know it, along with the millions of people who saw it on the big screen in the Oscar-winning film called Coal Miner's Daughter. An amazing story of struggle and determination and love and laughter and music and tragedy and uh, family loss, but her story doesn't stop there. She is a songwriter, she's a storyteller, she's a great observer of what's around her, and she uh, has not been afraid to tell the truth. She broke the rules singing songs about the war in Vietnam, about birth control, about unfaithful husbands and loose women. I mean, that's her story, and people loved her for her candor. Come on. Uh, and she is still going strong after almost 50 years on stage. She's still writing songs and now collaborating with a whole new generation of musicians and songwriters, people like Todd Snyder and Jack White and Elvis Costello. And again, it's all country music. She is in the Country Music Hall of Fame. She's been on the cover of Newsweek. She's had 52 top 10 hits and 16 number one hits. The first woman ever to receive the Country Music Association's Entertainer of the Year Award. And among many other awards, uh, she's also been uh, awarded an honorary doctorate from uh, the Berklee School of Music. And she's also recently got a pair of Grammys from her CD called Van Leer Rose. We are, as you might imagine, from my long introduction, Extremely excited and very honored to welcome to the E-Town stage for the first time the queen of country music, Loretta Lynn. Thank you all. You've come to tell me something you say I ought to know. And he don't love me anymore and I'll have to let him go. You say you're gonna take it Oh, but I don't think you can Cause you ain't woman enough to take my man Women like you that diamond does And you can buy anywhere For you to get the hint I have to move over and I'm gonna stand right here It'll be over my dead body So get out while you can Cause you ain't woman 
You know, one of the things I like about tonight is that we're, we're on the radio. And I just was trying to think the other day about you in Butcher Holler. I imagine you guys had a radio in your cabin. You know, I remember when Daddy got his radio. Yeah. I was big enough to remember that because it was about 10 or 11 when we got our first radio. And that was during the war, you know, when mm -hmm. World War II was going on. Right. And Daddy wouldn't let us listen to the radio but except the news time and the Grand Ole Opry. That was it. And that must have taken you, just as a kid, and having a radio be a new thing in your home, that must have taken you to some whole new world. You oh, it was imagined. something else. 
we got around that little old radio and there was eight of us kids and yeah. mommy and daddy. You ought to have seen us. It was all wrapped in blankets and quilts mommy had made out of jeans. And, you know, it, it was country. Yeah. It, it was country. And then radio kept on playing a big part. I know that there's that famous story about you and your husband traveling around looking for the antennas and going oh, yeah. <laughs> station to station. And We did. We did. He was about as bad as me, you know. We neither one knew much. We... <laughs> We moved all the way out to the state of Washington from Kentucky, and my husband had promised my mommy and daddy that he would not move me away where they couldn't see me. 3,000 miles away within four months, I was gone. Well, I heard a rumor about Butcher Holler. There was a saying actually was in the film. They said there's three choices, coal mine, moonshine, or move move on on down down the the line. line. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. And your husband, Mooney, did all three. Yeah, he did all three. And my daddy was a coal miner. So, yeah, that was it. If you couldn't, it didn't have, work in the coal mines, you didn't have a job in Kentucky. Right. Yeah. But let me just talk and then more about the radio because you actually went to Nashville and you got on the Grand Ole Opry and you yeah. just knew you would and you somehow managed to do it. You know, it was just one of them things when Do got me started, it was hard for him to stop me because I stopped at every radio station. I'd look for the antenna. And poor little old Do, he wouldn't go in the radio station. And it was in the middle of the summertime and he liked to burn up in the car, sitting out there waiting yeah. for me to come back out of the radio station. And most of the disc jockeys would wait till he got off, almost off the air before they'd talk to me. <laughs> Ralph Emery done me that way. Really? He quit working at four o'clock in the morning, so when I had the song Before I'm Over You, it was the number one song for me. I took it to Ralph Emery. Ralph waited till four, almost four in the morning, and that's when he got off work. He played one side of it, and then turned it over and played the other side. And I said, Ralph, which side of that? record do you like the best? He said, hey, I didn't listen to it. I don't care for your singing. (laughs) After me sitting there at four in the morning, you know, I almost hit him over the head with the record. Well, I'll tell you something about Ralph Emery is a guy who was on the radio and then had a television show. I was once a guest on his TV show and uh, the cue card girl had her hand over the first letter of my name and he introduced me as Ick on the television. (laughs) Don't let that bother you, because that's that Ralph Emery. He can yeah, get on your nerves he, he now. Can, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you know you're the only person who's ever been on our show, and we've done an awful lot of radio programs. You're the only person who's ever been on this show who's had a full-length feature motion picture made about their life, as far as I know. Coal Miner's Daughter. Coal Miner's Daughter. It's been, you know, almost 30 years that since that movie came out. It was 1980, wasn't it? 81. 81, 81? so 28 years. Um, how has that held up for you? When you see that movie or if you hear about you it? You know, or, I never watch it anymore. You never watch I've it? I've watched it about three times. Yeah. And it, some places bother me, so I just kind of, you know. Because they're too close to the truth or because they're not true? Too close to the truth. And Sissy, she traveled with me for a whole year. And I'm doing shows every night. After I get through doing my shows, I would have to work with her till four in the morning. It liked to kill me for a whole year. I felt like killing her when it was over. <laughs> but, but Sissy got the award, and I, I knew that she would if we got close enough for her to tell the story right. I think Tommy Lee Jones also did an amazing and job. And you know, he story. wasn't mentioned on that movie. It made me so mad. Yeah. He didn't win an award, you mean? That's right. Yeah. I mean, they didn't mention him as far as award. Right. Yeah. And he done a great job. Yeah. Now, um, 
And just a couple small things in the film, it really paints your relationship with Patsy Cline as being very close and very important. Is that the way it was? Yeah, she was the only girlfriend at the time. Yeah. We had just been in Nashville like two years. You know, Patsy was offering me $50 to go with her on that trip. And I got a job in Memphis for uh, $75. So I took the job in Memphis and didn't go with her or I'd have been with her. On that plane trip. Oh, wow. Yeah, cause I she didn't was, know that. Yeah, she offered me 50 to go with her. Wow. And I was planning on it. I had my clothes packed to go with her. Wow. And wow. That's, that's what happened. Wow, that's amazing. Um, I, I think that there are some guys who were in your world who weren't mentioned in the movies too much. Uh, not There was obviously Ernest Tubb was there, but the Wilburn brothers weren't particularly in there. I know. Uh, Conway Twitty wasn't particularly in there. No. And, uh, and now there's a whole new batch of guys that you're working with. Uh, you made a record with Jack White. Jack White, he's a rock and roller, friends. <laughs> he is. Um, congratulations on making that record. And I just was going to ask you, because I bet making that record, Van Lee Rose, was very different from making a record with Owen Bradley or making records in Nashville. You know, it was real easy because I didn't sing songs maybe one or two times. And Jack would say, that's it. And after I, we got it cut and everything, I began listening to Hit and listening to the ones that um, Randy Scruggs had got done with me. It was the most country record I'd ever cut, I thought. Because it was real. He took his little country band in there and made it as country as it yeah. could be. And yeah. it was the country record I ever made. Oh, that's cool. And lately, but I love Jack and Crystal Gale, my sister. Her and me and her, my other sister are going to do an album. And so we're going to ask Jack to, to produce the next one. Oh, cool. One. Yeah. That's great. You've been very busy. I know you're working. You did some recording with Elvis Costello, sure uh, Todd Snyder. Todd Snyder. I'm, a, I'm, I'm recording with rock and rollers. Yeah. Y'all believe Young that? Young rock and rollers. Yeah. 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 Well, you know how they got me? They wanted to write with me, so we started writing together. And uh, first thing you know, they called and said, could you come to the studio and help me out on this song that me and you wrote? Like they couldn't do it. They got me doing that, and, and uh, Elvis Costello and Todd Snyder both got a rock and roll record out on, with me on it right now. Pretty cool. Right now. Are there any artists that... Uh, <laughs> you can tell how it is that she keeps on going, can't you, right? You can tell how this works. She's not fooling around. Um... Are there, uh, and I know you like to sing with Vince Gill and there's other people you like to work with. Are there any artists that you think that you'd love to sing with or write with that you haven't yet gotten a chance to that you hope to? Who is it? Uh, oh, me and Merle Haggard are going to do an album. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I congratulate you on your interest in, in other songwriters because I really think that most people forget about the fact that you're such a great and, and prolific songwriter. You've written so many great songs. Well, thank so you. many honest songs, songs that didn't hold back, songs that got you in trouble, songs that were banned from the radio. They did. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I heard they was banned, I didn't spend a penny on them because I knew if they were banned, they'd hit the top. <laughs> now, what kind of a girl do you think I am? Uh, you know, they even, the disc jockeys band, they didn't even listen to it for a little bit. What kind of a girl do you think I am? And it was a good girl song. I mean, she was a good girl, believe it or not. And uh, so uh, they banned that record, but it hit the top two. And so some of the disc jockeys had to be playing it. That's a good thing. You know what I'm doing right now? No. I'm going in and I'm recording all the number ones that I've had. 
I've got most of them now cut, and I'm doing top fives, and I'm um, doing some new stuff. So I've been so in the studio in the for studio. six months. Wow. Uh, you know, every time I go in, I go in for a day or two and yeah. record and right back out on the road. And uh, I see you've got a nice website. You've got a chat room on there where people can come up and send in messages on your website. Somebody's got a chat one on there. I don't know how to use a computer. <laughs> but I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't mind because I wouldn't know which button to push, but I might learn. Yeah, you've you got know. time. Yeah, i got yeah. time. If you can make records with rock and rollers, you can learn how I to can. use a computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you've got some good company, and you're still out there. You're traveling by bus. You're playing shows. You're singing to your fans. You've got a museum and a setup over out there. In, uh, yeah, East, we got a new Western Nashville. Yeah, we have a campground at my Hurricane home. Mills. Hurricane Mills. Yeah. We got stores there. We've got uh, camping. We got um, I'm, I got a big museum. Right. And it's it's got other people in it too. I've got lots of stuff in it. Yeah. Now. Um, I just want to let you know, in case you couldn't figure it out, that we're pretty excited that you're here. Well, I am too. Yeah. And uh, we'll get back to music. Welcome back, if you Thank would. Thank you. Loretta Lynn, along with her fine band. Well, I like my loving done country style, and this little girl would walk the country mile. Find her a good old slow-talking country boy I said a country boy I'm about as old-fashioned as I can be So I hope you like what you see If you're looking at me You're looking at country You don't see no city when you look at me Cause the country is all I am Love her running barefooted through the old cornfields And I love that Barnyard shovel fit your hand If your eyes are on me You're looking at country Well, this your country is a little green But there's a whole lot of country that you ain't seen I'll show you around You show me a wedding band I said a wedding band When it comes to love Well, I know about that country folks all know Born your shovel in your hands. If your eyes are on me, you're looking at country. If your eyes are on me, you're looking at country. Loretta Lynn, along with her band Bobby Vogel, Ernie Lynn. Bert Hansen, Charlie Archer, Eric K. Burrow, Larry Barnes, Craig Morris, Lee Hilliard, Mike Lusk, and Shelton Fiesel. Loretta Lynn and her band are all going to be back to play some more music a little later on in the show. That's Loretta Lynn and her band on stage at E-Town from back in 2009. We will be back with much more after a short break. 
Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. This is E-Town from the Lincoln Center up in Fort Collins, Colorado. Loretta Lynn and her band are going to be back, play some more music in just a little bit. And coming up from Nashville, Mr. Chuck Mead is going to play some songs from his new solo record. Before we bring him out, though, I want to tell you about what's coming up next. Every week, we get a chance to give a little exposure, a little uh, uh, celebration, I guess, in honor of somebody who has... Uh, decided to look at a problem or an opportunity in their neighborhood and, and try to lend a hand, make a difference. These are stories that we hear about from listeners around the country. And uh, again, we get a chance to give them a little recognition on the air. It's called the Achievement Award. It's made possible by a grant from the Bohemian Foundation. And here comes Helen Forster to tell you about this week's winner. Thanks, Nick. Our nominator this week is Scott Powell of Berthoud, Colorado. He tunes into E-Town on KUNC, and he's nominating Jane Clark for an Achievement Award. Jane is originally from Pennsylvania. As a kid growing up, she loved the countryside and wild areas along the Delaware River and in the Allegheny Mountains. As a young adult, after visiting out west, where she was struck by the dramatic beauty of the landscape, Jane moved to Fort Collins, Colorado in 1980. She found work as a realtor. She also got degrees in both economics and the fine arts. She's a painter. These personal and professional experiences gave her a special set of skills that she would one day end up redirecting into a nonprofit effort to preserve natural areas and farm and ranch lands for everyone's benefit. Jane's here with us to tell us what she and her group are doing. So right now, please join me in welcoming this week's Achievement Award winner, Jane Clark. How are you, Jane? I'm great, Nick. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Thanks for joining us. You bet. So here you were with three pretty distinct sort of perspectives you were a nature lover who knew about real estate world. Right. You had a degree in economics, and you were a visual artist to boot. So was there a specific event or a thing that motivated you to sort of look into the idea of land conservation? Well, I, I think uh, really it was sort of a time sequence of different events. One was the Exxon Valdez oil spill that made me feel really sad. The, the visual images of the cormorants covered in oil, it was right. pretty traumatic, I think, for everybody in the country. And so I didn't really know how to deal with that. You feel real helpless and uh, nothing that you can really do about it concretely. And then I read Al Gore's book, Earth in the Balance, uh, then Senator Al Gore. And I went back to school and I got this degree in economics and fine art. And I was painting out in this open area, an old apple orchard. 
And I thought, gosh, this is great. We ought to protect this. I wonder who could protect this. So I called the organization and said, can you protect this? And they said, well, not so much. You know, we don't kind of deal with little urban areas, old apple orchards. And, and so I thought, well, I'll call the county. So I talked to a commissioner, and the commissioner said, well, not so much. What can you do? And I thought, oh, man. Right. <laughs> so that was it? That was so the that, moment? You know, that was the transformational yeah. moment and sort of the call to action. So you saw this as an opportunity to protect this piece of land. Nobody was ready to help, so you figured, all right, fine, I better figure it out. That's right. That's cool. So you did, in fact, start an organization, a land trust. Right. And so tell us how it works. You, you identify properties, and then you try to protect them. Yeah, and, and our focus is uh, largely with large agricultural properties, uh, ranch land, crop land. And then we also focus on natural areas, wildlife habitats, scenic views, our goal is to provide a diversity of land uses and experiences that keeps this area an amazing place to live and work and gives us diversity in our economy, gives us the ability to maintain some food production close to urban centers so that we look for those opportunities proactively and then we also respond to landowners who call us. So this helps the landowners? It does help the landowners. We use legal conservation agreements called conservation easements. They can result in tax benefits for the landowner, federal tax benefits, or in the state of Colorado, we actually have tax credits, which can be turned into cash. And those uh, landowners can use that to fund a 401k. They can send a kid to college. They can... They can stay um, on the farm. They can stay on the ranch. Hopefully yeah. will do that as yeah. well. And they could buy more land. They can augment right. their operations. So it's a way to give landowners, farmers, yeah. ranchers choices to actualize their dreams. That's cool, Jane. Jane, when did you start doing all this? We started that in 1992, and we were incorporated as a nonprofit in 1993. I guess the way you describe success is by acreage that's been set aside in one way or another, or how do you do that, it? That's one way, and that's yeah. an easy way. And yeah. so if all goes well, by the end of the year, or uh, shortly into the beginning of next year, we will have protected 40,000 acres in about 110 different projects. Wow, in, that's a big number. Our, yeah. yeah. So, cool. 40,000 acres. Mm-hmm. However, it, it, it's also a quality of life thing, Nick. It really is about creating a better community and providing a diversity of experiences, keeping agricultural intelligence intact, giving opportunities for young farmers to have mentoring experiences. If we can keep this landscape diverse and not just monoculture it, but actually have different land uses. So, so it's a quality of life issue too, yeah. and that's, we use that as a measure also. So 40,000 acres and better communities all around the land that you've conserved because of the impact of those, of those activities you just described. That's the idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jane, congratulations. We've got a Frame Thank Achievement you. Award certificate for you on behalf of cool. all your work, and I'm sure there's volunteers and others Thank involved you. with Legacy Land Trust. Yeah, yeah, and if I could just say, for people who, who do listen to this across the country, if they go to uh, LandTrustAlliance.org, find their own local land trust, join. Great. Thank you, Jane. Congratulations once again to Jane Clark, winner of this week's Achievement Award on behalf of Legacy Land Trust. The Achievement Award is made possible by a grant from the Bohemian Foundation. 
building stronger communities through the bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. Thanks to this week's listener nominator, Scott Powell. He and our winner will receive generous gift bags filled with great E-Town stuff and much more. Now, if you'd like to hear the entire interview again, learn more about some of our recent winners, or to nominate someone, all of that and more can be done on our website, etown.org, or write to us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you, Jane. They are definitely not making more open land these days, so I really appreciate the work she's doing and all those land trusts. And if you didn't catch it, she suggested if you're listening around the country, you want to find out how you can do it in your neighborhood, go to landtrustalliance.org and you can find out how you can do that locally. So Loretta Lynn and her band, they're going to be back. And they're going to play some more music in just a little bit. Right now, I want to tell you about our next guest. Chuck Mead grew up in Lawrence, Kansas. He had his first band when he was 12 years old. He went on to form a bunch of different bands, including the Homestead Grays and then the popular band called BR549, the uh, retro hillbilly outfit that you all know and love, nominated for a bunch of Grammys and toured all over the place. He's now out on his own. He's living in Nashville. He's writing songs. He's producing records. He's got his very first ever solo record that's just come out. Please welcome to E-Town, Mr. Chuck Mead. The sun shining in my face in the front of my Chevelle. 
cranked up out on the Natchez train. The guitar, come on! Right on, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Well, they fought the yelling rebels back from the fort upon the hill. Yeah, I fought him off with pick and axe. Brother, what I'm telling you is real. They shed a lot of blood up there, but in the end, they were standing up on Edge Hill. Well, got settled in, stuck together and built a town on that hill. And hard work pays a working man The good times roll when you can pay the bill They built their houses out of limestone Up on Edge Hill Up on Edge Hill Up on Edge Hill This life on earth won't last, but your spirit will. Doctors and lawyers and journeymen That hung their shingles out upon that hill And on Saturday night they'd all be down at Cotton's Dancing and drinking and raising hell Didn't get up and go to church on Sunday morning Up on Edge Hill Your spirit will When time rolls along No, it don't stand still 
up on edge here. They tore down some houses and closed off some streets That just made it easier to steal But they're still sitting on their front porches Looking out on what's left of Edge Hill Up on Edge Hill Up on Edge Hill this life on earth won't last, but your spirit will. When time rolls along, no, it don't stand still. You can see for miles and miles from up on edge hill. Chuck Mead, welcome back to E-Town. You were here with BR549. Your band and, uh, you know, you're out here on your own. Does it feel funny to be in a sort of different thing after being in a band for so long? Well, I, I only had to take a vote with myself. <laughs> <laughs> band meetings are easy, probably, I guess, right? <laughs> easy to schedule anyway. Well, yeah, uh, but I hate it when I have to kick myself out. That's the worst thing. <laughs> But it is a different thing. I mean, you actually have had a long uh, career of playing music, playing in bands, and this is your first solo record, as I understand it. Yeah, I've never been in a situation where it was just all my face and up to me and everything. It's always been, you know, I've always been in a band, which is always a great camaraderie. And actually, Mark Miller over here has been playing, yeah. with, playing with BR549 yeah. for the last four years or so. And great singer. So you got to have a crony along somehow. And tell us a little bit about growing up in Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah, yeah, Lawrence, Kansas. It's the center of the universe, that's all I have to say. It's Everywhere we go, all over the world, we travel around, you know, BR would go all around, and almost invariably we'd run into somebody that I knew from Lawrence, whether it was Paris, France, or the Netherlands. It didn't matter, there was somebody, and the, the rest of the band kind of got sick of that. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I don't know about the universe, but at least Lawrence, Kansas, uh, the, the center of the United States is in Kansas, isn't it? Yeah, and I can't remember the, exactly where that is. It's kind of northwestern Kansas somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Where? Wichita. No, I don't Wichita's think it's Wichita. not the center. No. But it's fun to say. Wichita is the center of the rendering plants of the world. 
I'm sorry for anybody that's from Wichita. I love it there. But Lawrence, Lawrence Kansas is, uh, from what I recall, from playing, was it called the Off the Wall Hall? Or? <laughs> yes. yes. I, and I went to that place many times, yeah. and I saw everybody from, I saw R.E.M. for a dollar there. And I saw a black flag, but I also saw Riders in the Sky and Hot Rise oh, yeah. <laughs> there because everybody <clears throat> would play there. It was like a little punk rock place. Yeah. yeah. But I remember thinking that Lawrence, Kansas was sort of like, Toto, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. You know, it's sort of a difference. a college town, and it's, uh, you know, has a, has a sort of way unto itself. Yeah, it is. It's like equal parts intelligentsia because of the college, but then there's also a lot of farmers. And I mean, because I grew up out in the country. My dad was a teacher. We weren't farmers or anything, but we had horses and we, there was lots, lots of land out south of town. So I grew up riding the school bus and going to the country school, but there's this big college in there. Right. You know, and everybody always asked me, you know, hey, did you go to school there? And I'm like, yeah, for about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but you got in bands in Lawrence when you were a kid, teenager? Playing yeah. rock bands or what kind of music? Well, I started out in my folks band. My mom and her brothers and my grandpa and grandma, my mom's from Nevada, Missouri, southwest Missouri, and they sang on the radio in the late 40s and early 50s, and they had a little show, and when they got into high school, they kind of like lost interest in it, but then in the early 70s, they picked it back up again, and I got a drum kit for my 12th birthday, and I was told that you are now the drummer. <laughs> in the band and it was you know we played country music played all the good vfws and elks and eagles clubs and uh it taught me a trade and my dad knew where i was on the weekends yeah. i was right behind him <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah, i didn't know that i didn't know that story yeah it's a true story yeah that's so cool and this new record it's kind of a rockin record it's kind of almost more of a rockabilly than a country record in some places anyway it's certainly got ballads and it's got different things on it but you have some awesome players you know great nashville musicians and well in nashville you're fortunate because you can't walk around without tripping over a genius musician and it's a true story but i call the record half hillbilly half pub rock <laughs> because that's you know i come from all the elvis costello and nick lowe late 70s the, stiff the records Brit thing yeah yeah, yeah. i was okay. i was way into that because they yeah. were way into what the countryside of it too right. in the first place yeah. i mean you, you heard miss loretta talking about recording yeah. with elvis costello because he has a deep appreciation for country music and yeah. he understands the significance of people like loretta and george jones and the ryman auditorium that's right so uh, and not to distract but how about how cool is it to have loretta lynn on the show she smacked me a while ago <laughs> No, she didn't really. I'm just kidding. She didn't. But it would have been great if she had a. I bet it could happen. <laughs> I bet it will now when I go back there. Well, anyway, congratulations on, you know, finding a circuitous path to a solo career and having a good record come out and uh, good luck with it. Well, thanks a it's lot, It's sure Nick. is fun to, fun to learn these songs and, and play along. Well, it's great to have the E-Tones play. I'm real flattered that you wanted to do it with me. <laughs> I was really no, happy. Cool. I needed somebody that could play guitar up here. No, it's very, very <laughs> cool. No, you're a good guitar player, too. Anyway, this, uh, this, this love fest has got to stop. <laughs> Let's get back to music. Welcome back from Nashville, Tennessee, Mr. Chuck Mead.
say, when are you coming home? He said, I wish it was Friday. At the end of the week, the 48 hours to live my life in peace. Well, now Superman said to Batman, I know justice will prevail. Chuck Mead, along with Mark Miller on the bass and the E-Tones, Christian Teal on the drums, Eric Moon on the keys doing a fine job. I had some fun playing guitar. Chuck Mead, the CD is called Journeyman's Wager, out on Grassy Knoll, 30 Tucker Records. 
Chuck Mead, he's going to be back to play a little bit more at the very end of the show. Thank you, Chuck Mead. We'll be back with more music from Loretta Lynn and her band after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by our family of supporters, including Charlie and Leanne Sander, Brad Feld and Amy Batchelor, and a special thanks to Ed Littlefield Jr. for your continued support. As a reminder, for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings. In case you tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town Podcast will have this episode and others, along with content from past shows as well. It's available for free in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast directories. And if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio located in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forrester. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like KEOS in the Brazos Valley, Texas, on WOUB in Athens, Ohio, and on WHFC in Bel Air, Maryland. As always, if you'd like some more information about any of the things we're up to at E-Town, lots of stuff is available at etown.org. Right now, let's welcome back the woman who, as I said before, has had more band songs on uh, radio than any other country performer. Uh, the woman who has been honest with her fans and all of us about her life and family. The woman who tells the truth to presidents of the United States if she feels like it. Welcome back, Loretta Lynn. Small and mommy's fun 
Loretta Lynn, the coal miner's daughter, along with Bobby Vogel and Ernie Lynn, Bert Hansen, Charlie Archer, Eric Caberl, Larry Barnes, Craig Morris, Lee Hilliard, Mike Lusk, and Sheldon Fiesel. Just a great band, legend, American musical icon. Such an honor to have her on our stage. Nashville, Tennessee. We've got time for one more song. I want to thank you all for coming to our show up here in Fort Collins. Thanks for listening. We believe in the power of music to bring people together from all walks of life, all backgrounds and nations. We are very proud to be able to create a community on the air with all of you. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to do one more song, bring everybody out. Uh, I want to thank all our guests. Mr. Chuck Mead, along with Mark Miller, did a fine job. Thank you, Chuck. I want to thank our award winner, Jane Clark, and the Legacy Land Trust. We're all inspired by those simple acts, digging in, making stuff better. Thanks again to the amazing Loretta Lynn and her band, such an honor. Thanks to the E-Tones, Helen Forster. All right, here we go. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. Produced and edited with help from all of our fine staff, including Ian Hendrick, Carol Baum, and James Tuttle. The show is recorded live this week at the Lincoln Center in Fort Collins, Colorado. To know more about any of this week's guests, comment about E-Town, make an Achievement Award nomination, or find out how to get tickets to a live taping, send an email to info at etown.org, visit our website, etown.org, or write us at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306.
The national distribution of E-Town is made possible by the support of E-Town's family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. is a production of E-Town. Wow, that was quite the show. On stage up in Fort Collins, Colorado. I just remember it was so amazing when Loretta's band just piled out of her band and the whole entourage flowed onto the stage at E-Town. It was an amazing experience. So glad we could share it with you. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.